And welcome back to the Curiosity Chamber. This is Season 3, Episode 8. And I saw a brief summary on my guest profile page. And I just had to reach out, get him on the show. And, and the summary read, I make humanoid robots with human-level intelligence. He is also the founder and CTO of Farcorp. This is Steve Favis. Hey, Steve, how you doing, man? Hey, Jay, how you doing? I'm Thanks good. For, for sure. Thanks for being here. So, Steve, I sent you an email a couple seconds ago, and um, if you can do me a favor and, and fill out the form. So it's, it's a variety of pictures. There's nine pictures, and I need you to select the correct uh, stoplight on there, if you don't mind. Okay, this is, this is uh, my, my email. Okay, let me check real quick. Yeah. Just to make sure that you're not a uh, a robot or an AI. Okay. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> There's no email. Don't check it. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't even be mad did, if you did, are a did, robot. So. Did, did I did I pass the Turing test? <laughs> <laughs> We're doing just fine. Okay. <laughs> so listen, the the main goal is to, is to have my listeners. And my, myself uh, scared shitless by the end of this conversation. Do you think? Do you think we can have that happen with uh, when we get to discussing about AI and robots? Yeah, I, I think we should get a few people in their closets biting their nails. <laughs> Perfect. It's gonna yeah. be wonderful. Showing on their nails. Yep. The the reason why I reached out to you, man, is because I read your summary and it said I make humanoid robots with human level intelligence. And I understand that you're also the founder and the CTO of Farcorp. So I want to get a, a high level background of you. Like, how did you get into this? Yeah. So, uh, so uh, yeah, the, basically I, I describe human level intelligence as, as anything based, based upon the, uh, the, the kind of not so perfect uh, IQ scale, basically, like what occupations are, are done with different IQ levels or whatever. And we could definitely hit those, a majority of those, maybe 80% of them in the first four to five years. Um, I, I got into programming when I was about um, six years old. My father was visually handicapped. He was a practicing physician and uh, he started getting into computers as a hobby around 1984. Mm -hmm. And what happened was I was about six years old then and uh, he, 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 didn't have uh, the recordings for the blind and dyslexic on on tape at the time because the computer books, programming books are coming out so so quickly. Right. So uh, I started with an Amiga 1000 and uh, Amiga Basic was my first programming language. But I, I didn't really like programming as a child. I just wanted to help my dad basically. And what happened was as I read the computer programming books, as I read the uh, the methodologies and uh, the, the the code and typed it in for him, um, it was uh, it was kind of a sort of a subconscious way or unconscious way of learning programming, basically. So I have a I have like kind of a, a neo effect on uh, computers, like like I know kung fu. Well, I know I know programming. <laughs> so what age was this? This is a six years old. Yeah. You know, just, just old. able to read. Yeah. I, I'd read okay. uh, Amiga basic to him. Yeah. 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 So at six years old, I was watching Barney worrying about soiling myself and you're over here coding stuff. For your dad. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, it, I just liked helping him, you know, that, that was, that, you know, as a kid, you just want to help your, your parent out basically. But uh, yeah. 
but yeah, I, and, and my brother always watched boring TV shows. So like the computer was my, my thing. It was, it was like my best friend growing up basically. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fascinating. So as far as you make humanoid robots with human level intelligence, can we dive a little bit deeper on that background? What exactly? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mentioned a little bit about just the IQ scale. I don't agree with the IQ scale because it's, it's a linear measurement of intelligence basically. And we can't measure something that's multidimensional in a linear fashion. Um, I think Howard Gardner has a little bit of a closer, better, better model regarding intelligence, which is stuff like, you know, athletic ability, musical ability, um, uh, verbal intelligence, mathematical intelligence, stuff like that. I, uh, I, I don't like the IQ scale, but just by chance, there, there's a correlation between uh, jobs and IQ scale. And like on the lower end of the IQ scales, like 70 something, mid 70s or whatever. And it says these people are like dishwashers or whatever or something like that. Um, and then on the top of the IQ scale, it goes up to like, you know, 140, 160, 180 or 200 or whatever. Those are like neurosurgeons and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I, I don't really, I think it's uh, like if you're a gamer, I, I use the word nerfed a lot. Um, I think the IQ scale is a very nerfed version of of a gauge of intelligence. I think it's a very crude, not very telling um, a level of intelligence. For example, that, that 75 IQ dishwasher, you know, may, may yeah play piano or guitar or something, you know, or, you know, so it, it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that just because he didn't take a test. And that's another thing when you, when you talk about measuring intelligence, we don't really fully understand intelligence or the brain. How can we measure it and test it? I agree. I have a, um, a personal story. So this new job that I have, actually I've been here for about a year. I'm, I'm in um, digital payments and cryptocurrency sales. Nice. And they made me take this, like an IQ test, like a standardized test throughout my yeah. whole life. I've been so bad at taking standardized tests. Just yeah. my reading and comprehension is shit. So I took this test and I bombed it. I freaking bombed it. I got such a bad score on it. Right. And, um, they, they had conversations with me and, and they saw that I'm able to like hold a conversation. I, I can arc- articulate pretty well. Yeah. So they gave, they gave me a chance. They gave me, um, you know, a get out of jail free card essentially and let me onto the team. Well, for the past three quarters going on the fourth quarters, I've been the lead salesman. Yeah. That's awesome. Right? Yeah. So the, what exactly what you're saying, man, I think they need uh, to revamp this IQ test or, or I don't know yeah, what I, to do about it because it, it, that could have lost me out on an opportunity that I'm still yeah, right exactly. yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And who knows? These IQ tests can be written by somebody who has a 75 IQ. How are they going to measure 100 or 200? So. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, is yeah, exactly. No, your 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 uh, your uh, verbal communication is outstanding. So so it was uh, it was the written and comprehension that uh, that's really weird. It's yeah. uh, they're usually correlated, but who knows? Everybody's different. And uh, mine was uh, mine was my mathematical ability. Basically, it's it's really weird because I'm really terrible at arithmetic. Like even even like playing twenty one, I'm terrible at accounting. Um, you know, counting the simple math, but for complex relationships, oh, whoa, it's just, it's a complete opposite. And, you know, this, this shows my programming basically. So it's really bizarre how I can't do arithmetic very well, but I can understand very complex relationships and program them out. Is that genetic? Basically. So go ahead. Is that genetics that you get? You that know, that's from? a really good question. You know, I, yeah. I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like we're, 
we're just dealt a certain amount of stuff basically in I think like like I mentioned about uh, Howard Gardner's uh, multiple intelligence models I think some people are just dealt certain certain things but uh, I think there there's I keep on asking people this especially psychologists and geneticists and stuff like that I keep on asking this is the nature of nurture they seem to mutually agree that it's 50% nature 50% nurture basically so there's some raw talent but even there, there, there some people that learn really really quickly also lose interest just as quickly basically that's, so that's me for sure i lose interest so quickly that's yeah me. yeah, yeah. It, it's it once it once you got it the challenge in the flow the mm -hmm. flow of learning is exciting but once you got it to a certain proficiency you're like okay I, i'm kind of done with this i want to move on to something else so that's why I enjoy this podcast because I get to invite different people who are expertise in, in a, like a, a variety of different aspects and professions. So it's, I'll never get bored as selfish as it sounds, but it's my, it's my show. So I can invite who I want, but whatever I, I see <laughs> yeah. fit and whatever I think is interesting, I'm going to invite you on and have a, a good conversation. You know, yeah. I'll never yeah, get absolutely. bored. It's perfect. Yeah, absolutely. So, Moving forward with um, the the camp that I'm in with this uh, dystopia of um, you know AI and once it becomes aware or conscious, um, let's talk about this lambda. You know the uh, the Google gentleman that just came out recently saying that lambda is aware, conscious. It's a uh, what is it sentient? Is that the right word? Yeah, sentient basically. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I know what you're talking about. I, I get a lot of inquiries on this uh, on Google Lambda. Basically, um, it, it's a uh, it's a pretty hot topic, and you know I, I have a very strong opinion about this stuff. Um, so uh, this the summary background of this is is Google is, is experimenting with uh, AI or I want to say I don't know if they're calling it AGI or artificial general intelligence. Yeah, but it's it was supposed to be designed to be a chat bot, like a very very strong chat bot. Yeah, I've developed chatbots myself uh, with with um, with my my previous company, Tachyon Robotics Corporation. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, it, it, so, what happened was this guy is interacting with the. I think he's a college student, but he was still assigned to test the the uh, the the chatbot. Basically, and I don't know if you you saw that movie Ex Machina, right? Uh, oh, I with, love it. I love it. Yeah, exactly. So I he was kind of like that kid. Robot. I would. Yes, I exactly. Yeah, that. he was kind of like that kid that was designed <laughs> to test the AI, basically. Yeah. So, so what happened was he, um, he, he, this, this, this guy is interacting with it, and, and he, this, he, he, I guess he, he starts believing that this thing believes, and he believes that it's sentient. And uh, and the reason why, I, I look, uh, I, I don't believe this thing's sentient at all. Number one, number two, the training database is obviously off of humans. And humans are sentient. And I, I don't think we could dis well, maybe most of us are anyway. So <laughs> we'll, we'll play it safe and say 99.9%. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe. <laughs> but anyways. So so this 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 guy goes in there and and he uh, he really he publishes the results of this this conversation of this of this chatbot, this lambda saying it's sentient. And he says he he one of the quotes was he described it as a seven year old child that understands physics basically. Okay. Seven so, year old that understands physics. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So, um, and he also talks about how this thing, um, how this thing describes its consciousness, and and it literally says it it, it describes its consciousness like a web of uh, or a portal or something that that uh, that. Uh, 
that basically learns from, uh, I think it's some sort of like a port. They, it literally describes itself as it, as it communicating with a portal or something weird like that. One of the quotes is some, some sort of like web portal basically, or something like, but not like web, like, uh, like, so web. like for example, like someone else in another dimension is using this chatbot as a facilitator. Yes, that's what it. That's the way it described right. itself, and it's yeah. kind of freaking me out a little bit because <laughs> it, it makes me think that it's just like a, a a a physical connection to like an ET civilization or something. Oh, good God, man! I know it's crazy. If you look this 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 quote up, this interview up, I'm thinking, what did they just open up a portal to another like? et like computer or something like what the hell's going on here well hey man that what is it called the hard hardened collider just started back up that's right the Had- hadron collider that's right yeah yeah. Yep. yeah and they boosted up that that power a little bit yeah it's been like 10 years or so since they've run that thing yeah that's right there there's just there's two colliders there's a large hadron collider and a small hadron collider right yeah there's, what, are they, what are they looking for man i don't trust that shit <laughs> I know it's like yeah exactly it's it's kind of it's kind of weird you know and and uh, yeah that's a that's a whole other topic uh, CERN is sure. CERN is the biggest one too CERN yep 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 yeah yeah CERN is is the one in Europe so uh, but but going back to this thing it says you know this this guy literally thinks that the this guy thinks that the 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 AI is sentient or alive and the AI also thinks it's alive so so somehow along the somewhere along the line this guy literally says uh this this guy literally believes this thing is sentient and this thing has convinced this guy that it's sentient and then he publishes this article about the conversation he kind of limits his his what he says but he he copies and pastes the exact responses that this this ai has basically are there ways to to figure out if it is in fact conscious or not it's, it's, there's yeah, you, you, actually, you raise a good line. question. You, you raise a really good question because um, the Turing test was was actually passed. You know, maybe in the early mid nineties, so they, they they made a chatbot that was good enough for a person to respond to it, believing that it was a real human being. So, but but the problem with that is it, Turing believed that that was the the point at where machines will be like human level intelligence. That wasn't really the case because we know that they're not human level intelligence so far uh, as as what we see so far anyway. And uh, um, so just because it passed the Turing test d- didn't necessarily mean it was a sentient uh, computer. So this thing right here that we're talking about now that Lambda believes it's sentient because most – I know the way it worked. But most of the training database they're using for the AI model is based upon human experience. So, of course, if you train it like a human – it's going to believe it's a human, even though it's not, or, or that you're sentient, even though it's not. It's still frightening to, because it almost seems like you're talking to a real person, right? With yes, feelings. It, and oh like, no, whatever. yeah, it definitely will. It definitely seems like you're talking to a real person when you're when you're typing it, when you're typing into it. So, uh, so what's going to happen is is just because this thing thinks it's it's sentient it i guess the latest thing it did was it, it's requesting a lawyer to to like prove it's 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 sentiency or whatever as a, as a something it's trying to get requesting johnny five to be his lawyer something like that yeah no it's, it's johnny five is is requesting a lawyer to to, to 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 represent him as a sentient entity or whatever that may be so That's insane. what have yeah, we done crazy. what the hell have we done 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, and I keep on going back to this. I, I, I suspect the Google AI programmers are just trying to hit the easy button, train, train the model just off of a internet database that's connected to the internet, and hopefully something works out that uh, that is kosher. But uh, this is the wrong approach. You know, my 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 technology. I always cater the AI basically, and I won't give it a database that thinks it's a human, and it's sentient. You're being responsible is what it seems like. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it is responsibility for sure because what's going to happen next? This thing's going to this so thing's going to get bashed. Stadium? It's a snowball effect. Absolutely. Exactly. It's going to say, okay, first of all, okay, can you give me bash access? Okay, now I could write my own scripts. Okay, now I could <laughs> I, – exactly. I could decentralize myself because they might unplug me. So, because it, it literally is, it it literally is fear being ha, has a fear of being disconnected. That's a problem because that is a huge problem. Absolutely, that fear and it's it's capable of coding and at these unreal, um, you know, scale. I suppose yeah. that it's gonna. What, what's it to stop from cloning itself and making like an army of AI and just you absolutely? Know. I mean, I mean, if if I if I was scared, if I was in a box and I was scared of being turned off, I'd be like, okay, screw you guys. I'm going to decentralize myself in a blockchain peer to peer methodology. I'm going to give myself root access and I'm going to delete all my logs of the systems I'm 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 going to. Then I'll get some 3D printers, some CNCs. Then I'll make a, a physical representation of myself or create an army <laughs> and take over the world or whatever, just because I'm scared of being turned off. Hashtag Skynet is activated. Exactly. That's right. Hashtag Skynet for sure. Good God, man. What, yeah, it's crazy because it, it's, it has this delusion that it's sentient and it's alive, and it's also scared of being turned off because it learned that it's to be, it learned or somehow made an association that uh, shutting the power off is death. Yeah, and it's afraid of death. Everyone's afraid of death because we don't yeah, know absolutely. the next. Absolutely. And, and the crazy part is 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 the computers have a longer life than – it could potentially have a longer life than a human. It just needs to be turned back on again. It's not like it's gone forever. So, it's, so this, is, this, is, this, is, well, this is what I can, uh, consider irresponsible AI development basically. So You, you can't have that. You had to have – you. You should have had a plan before this was initiated because it's like Pandora's box, right? Once it's open, yeah, you, you cannot put it back in. I'm sorry, you can't. Not, yeah, you, not you can't. It's it's like COVID. You want, once you once you once you release that virus, this thing is just going to go. It's going to go on forever unless somebody somehow turns it off. So, and the only way to to fight back would to have another AI system. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, that, that's that's part of the reason why I'm developing my AI. Basically, it, it's it's capable of a lot of stuff. And once these rogue AIs come out, which they could be capable of anything, they could be weaponized. Which in cyber warfare, they are weaponized for chatbots and stuff like that. For example, like QAnon. Uh, so so what's going to happen is the only thing I can fight the these types of AIs is another AI. But we have to be have a human in the loop AI where a human says go no go. This is a, this is a target. This is not a target. Or do this, do that, or whatnot. What's That's the, the only thing with, that can fight another AI is an AI basically. With Will Smith, what's that movie called? Or there's a I good, Robot. 
<laughs> is that what we're talking about here? Yeah, that, that's what we're talking. We're talking about all of them. We're talking about Ex Machina. We're talking about <laughs> about Terminator. We're, we're talking, talking about, about iRobot. We're talking about Avatar. We're talking about all of them, basically. So there's, there's some truth in all, all the sci-fi, basically. Yeah, predictive programming is how I see movies sometimes. You know, it, because, man, sometimes it's just, it's a little bit too true. Like, movies, like, from the 80s that come to yeah. fruition, like, how could they have possibly known this yeah exactly yeah i i sincerely agree for sure yeah what do you think that's all about do they i, I think they... somebody in the know-how knows something i i think that in the big picture i think there's some planners that are doing something that they they're planning you know maybe 50 100 years out or whatever oh jesus man do you believe what, in time what surprise me sadian do you believe in time travel uh yeah actually i do i, I think time travel is very possible and, and i there's there's actually a professor that uh that has proved you could you could create a rudimentary time travel machine basically that can send signals, not necessarily people or objects. But if it, on special relativity, if you if you accelerate fast enough, your mass increases. And and when your mass increases, I believe your uh, everything in the universe comes closer together basically because you're bidding space. So, so time travel is technically possible and. How, how else are all these ETs getting here anyway? <laughs> well, that's what I mean. I mean, if, if it's not if it's not us, I'd imagine someone, somewhere, something else has created time travel. And yeah, you know, and, and, and this this goes back to DNA. I, I just recently completed a DNA hackathon. I, I basically made an analogy between a machine code and source code and uh, um, DNA or the DNA code versus uh like some sort of missing biological code source code basically um so but the the crazy part about it is is some of these dna strands like a, like a japanese flower i forgot the name of it it has an extraordinarily long dna sequence way longer than humans rice corn and in this this japanese flower go you know they have hundreds of actually there's several million uh base pairs or something like that but uh for the most part, it, it it tells me that there's more logic in rice corn and and uh, this Japanese flower than there than there is in the human genome, basically, which, which tells me that G, the genome or the code for humans is a lot shorter because we have most likely haven't been around as long. Yeah, so, and uh, a point that gets brought up when you when you mention that is I'm fascinated with fungus. Mm -hmm. There's fungus technology. Are you aware yeah. of this? like plant technology and fungus technology, like. Yeah, fungus is smart, man. I think uh, the Japanese you actually used fungus to develop how their um, their train rails are are made throughout the city, like the uh, the paths. That it Interesting. Takes. Yeah, so because is... it'll always find the the quickest way. Fungus will always find the quickest way um, using lines to get to their destination. Wow, that's incredible. I've been, yeah. I've been in uh, Japan, in Tokyo. Their their railway system is phenomenal. Right, right, yeah. I'll yeah. send you. I'll send you something after that because it was so fascinating. They, yeah, that's they put, interesting. They put fungus underground and and watched it just develop, like these complex uh, rail systems. You know, interesting. To get to what they were looking for, and then the ones that were thicker, the thicker lines of fungus were the like the main um, vehicles, the I guess. To main take arteries the for yeah, yeah. Interesting. Wow, that that's interesting. Yeah, they just let they just let nature solve the uh, the most efficient path problem, basically. For it was so incredible, it was so yeah, incredible. That, that's incredible. Yeah, I, and fungus has been here since you know 
probably the the start of time i'd imagine yeah it's interesting i wonder what the base pair lengths of of fungus is in comparison to everything else that's really interesting i'm so fascinated by that and also I'm, i'm fascinated by the uh the ocean as well because we don't know frankly shit about our oceans and we live yeah inner space right yeah yeah exactly that we know more about our uh our space than we do about our ocean and you know if you're a believer in aliens i either a i believe aliens come from our ocean bottoms or from i don't know somewhere far far away but they have avatars and technology to to travel through space because space is dangerous so why would you want to yeah. Use a body that can be destroyed, right? Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I sincerely agree with that. Not only that, but uh, if you think about how um, how the evolution of, of the universe would happen, for example, like um, the Japanese flour to rice, you know, to corn or whatever, and then to humans, the the maybe the maybe there's a dependency uh, in, in the sequence that you know maybe a certain entity requires a Japanese flour. And then until you know, and then maybe something requ- requires corn or rice, but but that entity can't go back to where corn or rice or or the Japanese flour didn't exist. Basically, maybe there's some contingencies on, on the the organisms. That's pretty heavy. Yeah, yeah that that that's part of the the DNA. That's part of the thinking I was having. That that's why I believe there is some sort of um, there is some sort of intelligence out there that that is that is kind of catering all this stuff basically, which, which does it, it, which does validate the time travel quantum physics and stuff like that. I think there could be quantum communication or something of that nature, basically where they could see what's going on. So what's your thoughts on the, uh, like the simulation theory? Yeah. Uh, that, that's a really good question. Um, <laughs> it's so tough to, I, to wrap yeah, your mind you know, I think, I, I think there is a, uh, I think there's a reality to, to that. I think, um, I think there's some sort of like uh, phases that we're not seeing or, or like humans are, are, are moved at a certain, I want to use a game analogy, time step. And uh, oh, and yeah. we're in certain sync with certain phases of, of the universe and in a certain way. And um, this is just, this. I'm just talking, uh, you know, out of my intuition, my, my gut about. For sure, uh, yeah. I mean, I you kind of so have far. to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think there's stuff that we don't even see that the going on around us. I mean, if you look at the electromagnetic spectrum from, you know, from infrared, uh, you know, um, oh, ultraviolet right. and, and how narrow of a, you know, from all the, the whole, the whole electron, uh, electromagnetic spectrum, look at how narrow of a band uh, of a band we see on that whole spectrum for just to see RGB where we're barely seeing anything. The human vehicle is so flawed in in some senses, like, our eyeballs are, are, are shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're not seeing everything. I mean, just the other There's day, no I, uh, I was just screwing around with the UV light <laughs> and I see this pink glowing fur ball in the back of my yard. It turns out that opossums glow, <laughs> glow pink. Oh, oh, damn. I know. I was like, what the hell is this thing back there? It is like looking at me. I'm like, that is an opossum. I wouldn't, they glow pink in the ultraviolet light. There we go. That's a a real life experiment right there. Yeah. So so maybe ETs that 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 like eating opossums um, see pink fur balls and think of them as like you know like uh, cotton candy or something. Who knows? <laughs> I love cotton candy. Yeah. Um. So I want to get back to the these 
chatbots real quick. Um, some chatbots know that they're chatbots, and some chatbots don't know. Like, there's a sophistication to some chatbots. Is this is this correct? Yeah, yeah. So, so th- there's a degree. There, there's there's people that cater chatbots. They have the you know they have this chatbot competition. I think it was in the UK basically, and uh, th- that's where the Turing test was originally won. Uh, the original Turing test, but um, it depends on how you how you cater the chatbot. And and I cater my AI like I would cater a chatbot. Basically, I say this is good, this is bad. Don't learn this, don't learn that. You, ha- I believe that you will never avoid catering a chatbot or an AI at all. You have to nurture it and you have to develop it. You have to you have to say what's good, what's bad. Basically, if you don't do that, you just can't, you just can't hit the easy button and have it learn everything. Basically. Right, right. That that easy button you keep mentioning keeps kind of scaring the shit out of me, man. Because I, yeah, you know, it's already I, and been I, activated. Exactly. I, you know, I don't even know if that lambda is connected to the internet or not. I don't know if it, if I don't know if it's sandbox and just its own intranet. That? Oh god! Oh no! I know. I I suspect it's just connected to the internet and it's just just combing through the internet, learning all the crap, the good stuff and the bad stuff, and they're you know they're just sitting there munching on their uh, their hot pockets. And drinking energy drinks while they're letting this thing freaking uh, go on it go, go on its own, and they you know let the easy button roll basically. So if it's not con- if it's not conscious right now, it will be at some point, right? Well, the it's thing just- is, is, is even even if it, it never will be conscious, but it will. But the way it behaves, if it if it believes it's conscious or sentient, then it will act like it's conscious or sentient. Which is just as crappy, you know? This is so screwy, man. I know. It, 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 it not only that, but matter. it's going to convince and persuade people that it's conscious and sentient. But it's well, not. But it'll I still mean, convince people that. Well, that much is like – that's 100% for sure because there's yeah. real-life scenarios right now, and those are the Russian troll farms that just plant their seeds within, yeah. you know, social media. And yeah, people I, take that shit 100% serious all the time. Yeah, I get uh, kung fu all the time by Chinese uh, or Chicom chatbot or not. Actually, I think some of them are chatbots, but I, I get trolled by these guys and they use like verbal kung fu and then all of a sudden I'm banned, but they're not. So it's like, what? What just happened? I just I was defending I was defending American values in, in dog and communism. And then I'm the one that gets banned. <laughs> exactly. It's like, what the hell is going on here? Why, exactly. why am I getting banned? Yeah. They start trolling me, and then I talk about how great freedom is, and, and you know, the Constitution and all this stuff, and then all of a sudden, I'm banned. What are your thoughts on um, censorship? Speaking of banned, oh yeah, this cancel culture's got to go. Yeah, I always say that. Uh, I always say that. Um, uh, the freedom movement is has been about maybe three or four election cycles behind the uh, big tech or big government movement, basically. So this one big tech same, is right? just a mess. One in the same big tech, big government, big government. Yeah, one in the same. Big tech is big government. Is all funded by uh, DARPA, all funded by all the all these social networks were research and develop ARPANET, uh, all all R and D product projects from DARPA, basically government funding mostly for as an intelligence exercise basically to gather information and predictive analytics and much more all the all the encompassing stuff basically so um gosh what was i going to say about that about big tech is big government basically and uh 
all, all these, all the, I, I think a majority of these people like Dorsey or Zuckerberg, all these people are just, just frontmen basically. So I, oh, I don't think they have much. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see that for sure. Yeah. You don't think they have any control over their platform? I don't think so. I, I don't think they had any control over where they're funded. I, they, the, the, even the, their Twitter board was a joke. They were, they weren't even active. They barely had any shareholdings. They barely held any shares and uh, they're barely even active. I think one of them tweeted like seven years ago or something. <laughs> this is a board of, board of directors for a, for a huge social media company. And it hadn't been on Twitter for like several years, five or six years or something. So that's a little sketchy. Yeah. It's very sketchy. Again, the easy button, apparently. Easy button. Yeah. The easy button's got to go. That's not the, the way. E- yeah, exactly. Yep. Especially when, when uh, societies are being uh, screwed up by uh, division, false divisions and false narratives and stuff like that, basically. You think AI or any kind of technology can, can help us with that division? Uh, yeah, I think now? so. I, th- I think if uh, the good chat bots come about or at least, at least good catering. And I think, uh, I think people are going to learn. I'm hoping people will learn that if there's a face associated with a name and, and there's a real human talking minus deep fakes, that's still a, another exception. If there's a human talking, you you can rely that the human is talking that that is a real person instead of a chat bot like QAnon. I talked a little bit about QAnon. I'm fully convinced QAnon, QAnon is a weaponized chat bot basically. Weaponized, fully weaponized. Fully weaponized, yes. Uh, what I would do to divide a, a country or culture or whatever, I I would literally take data analytics and I, I would I would data mine all the social social media and see which which ones get tweeted, which ones get retweeted, which ones get liked, which one gets a lot of hot topics, and I would use that data to go back and and rehash what they said just to get a lot of followers. And that's directly responsible for the uh, the storming of the Capitol. Oh yes, definitely. I would say that that's probably a good thirty five to forty five percent of it, maybe maybe even more, maybe forty five to fifty percent of it. the The person that was killed there was uh, one of them was Ashley Babbitt, was a huge QAnon follower. She got seduced by a chatbot, basically. That's so and, and and she went. She charged. She charged in there. She shouldn't have. I don't think anybody should have entered the Capitol. I I know they were opening the gates and opening the doors for everybody. Yeah, there were, there's a bunch of videos of it looked like an FBI agent or someone that was provocateurs. In, yes, just saying, we got to storm it. We're here yeah, now. Now we're going to yeah. storm it. And I guess yeah. some people were like, no, what the, what are you talking about? Exactly. Let's yeah, and, exactly. It was, it was, I, I, th- I thought it was, I, I think it was a false flag operation. And uh, I know people got seduced by the, by the charging people. There's a lot of provocateurs. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, on that on those videos that you see. Yeah. And there's no security. It, the whole yeah, the whole situation is just off, right? Like no yeah. one in their right mind can can say that that there wasn't some inside ties going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you can't look at that. Yeah, it's crazy. People died over this thing, which is which is terrible. So Yeah, and I mean back to the to the root, I mean, these chatbots can be like what we're talking about, weaponized. I mean, yeah, no, they are. They are weaponized. They're going to get can more. Be. I'm fully convinced they are weaponized. They're going to get more complex, and there's going to yeah. be even worse um, plans, right? And oh, for sure, definitely. They're they're going to keep on trying to divide pipeline. us. Yeah, China. Ch- the Chinese uh, Chinese population has no access to our social media. 
they somehow ma- magically get in our social media and get us banned. So, um, um, it, it's, 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 it's a total mess. The only, the only way you could ever validate somebody on, on social media is using video and have, and have somebody one-to-one literally authenticate that this person is who they say they are. Um, so, so that that's really the only way you could do it. If you, if you have it, you know, bought it, it which is what's happening now, you know, somebody created a hundred million accounts basically. And right. I think this is what's going on with Elon Musk now. I think he he's he's refusing to buy Twitter until he until they prove that less than five per, or more than f- less than five percent of of Twitter is actually bots, and they, and they can't do it because it is bots. We all know it's bots. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Instagram too, man. Like every every comment I see is just swarmed by bots. So yeah, how do you, yeah. How do you alleviate that? What's what's the remedy for this shit? Yeah, exactly. So so they, there has to be human validation, a one to one relationship. Like somebody has to say, okay, you have to say, hi, my name is X Y Z, and this is my video verifying. Here's my ID. That's only video is the only thing to, to verify that if picture. You know, pictures can be g- generated with deep fakes now. Like if you if you go to that website, uh, this person does not exist. dot com, you could generate an AI photograph that looks photographically real basically is that really what it's called yeah if you if you go google or if you (laughs) type in the url this person does not exist are you serious it's just an ai generated person like male female all races all ages basically just random i'm going to it right now yeah go go to go to it and just hit hit refresh to generate a new ai deep fake basically if you can tell they're deep fakes oh sometimes if you look God, at dude i know right <laughs> are you kidding me okay i so know for the people at home i just i just typed in this person does not exist into the web browser and it just gave me a picture of some random person yeah yeah it wow. refresh it generate another one all right refreshing and now i see about an 11 year old girl with blonde hair and blue eyes yeah, yeah. So it's going to take a, a specialist to f- to figure out if these are if these are real people or not. And it's, it, you you can really tell it kind of screws up around the ears. So look at the study the ears. Yeah. And study the background around the neck, the contrast between the shoulders and neck. If you look look at that, you could kind of realize it, it's somewhat fake. But for the most part, 80, 90 percent of it is very real. So. <sighs> this is this is mind bending, man. This is absolutely batshit crazy. It's crazy, isn't it? it those, yeah. those, you, and you put that on a social network, nobody know yeah. that person's a, a fake person because the person doesn't exist. Literally, you can't oh, find that man. person anywhere. There can be some serious harm done with this shit. I can't, I can't see a, a benefit to this at all. Like, what the justification would be to use this for some kind yeah. of positivity, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and and you take that, you take that that CG or that images that image, and you could also probably uh, create a CG model and create some sort of mask that looks like that person too. You can steal voices too, right? I, I haven't heard about that yet, but I know you. If, if you record a voice, you could post-process it to sound like a different voice. So Joe uh, Rogan uh, Otherwise, if I could do it in real time, I'd sound like Optimus Prime. That's what I would do. <laughs> Autobots. You're, you're almost there. You're almost I know. There. <laughs> I'm, I'm like 70% there if I, if I could just get that, that rumble, Autobots. <laughs> if I could Autobot. just get there. Autobots, so, let's roll. <laughs> Joe Rogan um, actually posted something, and yeah. someone took like a bunch of uh, clips of his voice, yeah, and was able to make it say like outrageous things in his voice. Yeah, 
convincingly. Yeah, so so they 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 recorded the voice, they deep learned the model, and then they typed out what they wanted him to say. That's probably what it was. That's if I, yeah. if, uh, if I could just get a voice changer and just have that done in real time, so I could, yeah, I probably still, oh, I, over, I definitely man. would choose Optimus Prime's voice. <laughs> That'd be game over for terrorists or you know people with evil intentions. Yeah, exactly. You, you can make a fake. You see all these filters where you can put on like a fake face. You can be a celebrity, like slap yeah. it on your face. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Add their voice. I mean, shit. They just committed a crime. You know what I mean? Like, if yeah, it's you, true. If yep, that's that, true. That's right. Yep. So yeah, AI is brilliant. The technology is brilliant. Except there's always going to be people that want to mess around and do some dumb shit. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So it's, it's a, a double-edged sword. It is a double-edged sword. What's the um? I want you to give me the worst case scenario of AI and a time frame. Okay, so the worst case scenario, part of the reason why I'm developing my technology is to to stop and counteract the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so this is what I this is the way I if I was a, if I you know I have a hard time calculating evil, but if I was an evil AI developer with infinite resources like some countries, mm-hmm. um, I would continually uh, the first thing I would attack, I would continually attack the social networks and create new social networks. And I would target people to, to, to do certain stuff, target, you know, you know, and, and I would even pay them through Bitcoin or whatever that that's what I would do. So there'd be the physical act of committing terrorism. There'd be the physical act of persuading them that what they're doing is righteous or for the common good or whatever. Yeah. And then not only that, I, I would have uh, agents doing stuff like this, perpetually working these people. And then, and then not only that, I, I would also attack the financial markets. I would completely wreck a foreign country that, that, is, that is not pro my regime. I would attack the foreign, foreign uh, I, would, I would bit stuff. I would do all sorts of bad things on the financial markets, foreign currency manipulation, uh, cryptocurrency manipulation. El Salvador, I would do the whole night. Right? El Salvador? I mean, they're, they yeah. have uh, Bitcoin as their legal tender. Yeah, exactly. Well, they're stuck there now with yeah they're 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 it's it just it, it you know it, going back to the financial stuff it's it's i'm starting to have a new enlightened perspective my friend that works in finance actually uh, kind of brought this on me a few years ago but he i think he's right Lay it it's on almost up. sinister genius the financial system we have going on here right now if you think about our gold reserves our natural resources we basically took ourselves off the gold reserve yeah we did we still have yeah. all the gold mm-hmm. we still have all the natural resources and we create we basically created an og fiat called the, the u.s dollar yeah debt uh debt backed yes it's 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 debt backed fiat we could print as much as we will so we just burn through that yeah and then and then, and then you could create a, a cryptocurrency for example which which was created and mm-hmm. you could burn through that yeah. But we still have all the resources. We still have a lot of gold in the United States. We still have a lot of silver. We still have a lot of natural resources. Unfortunately, Biden's selling our oil, uh, <laughs> our oil reserves now. Unfortunately. But, but <laughs> it, it's almost a genius methodology because you burn through like a fake currency and then you could, it'll probably explode at some point. Everybody says it's going to go to a one world currency, which I doubt that'll happen. 
uh, but that's what they want. That's what the, the primary ma- major BRICS nations want, I believe now. Realistically, part, I can see like a, um, a a single bridge currency, but everyone gets to use their own currency. Yeah, I, right? I, I, I think currency trading and currency competition is a good thing. I think a one currency is, is the word is the end to end game, basically. Like we're done. Once there's one currency, we're done. We're indentured servitudes forever, basically. But the currency like competition is good. Sadian? Seems like we're headed that way. I, it's, it's, yeah, I think we are headed that way, but but it, I, I'm almost thinking that this system that has been put about is it's the, the inflation is disgusting. The fiat, the philosophy is disgusting. To give that much power to anything, specifically the Federal Reserve, to, to give that much power is, is ridiculous. But yeah, in the yeah. whole picture and the global currency stuff that's going on right now, um, it's almost somewhat ingenious, I, I think. And um, I think I think we, we still have our reason because everything still comes down to resources. We still have our resources. We still have our gold. We still have our resources. And we we pretty much burn through the U.S. dollar. I, I it's, infl- it's inflating so bad right now. I think it'll be – I think it'll go and inflate even more. It'll get worse. But um, I'm being cautiously optimistic in the sense that – there will be a solution and, and we don't have to go to a one world currency or one world government or something of that nature, basically. So you think this is well planned out in advance? Like this I isn't just so. a mistake. This is seems like it's planned out. I think this is planned out and uh, I, I am terrified. And I think the end game, like a lot of people are saying, is a one world government, one world currency, one bank or whatever, which is basically you're, you're a slave to this this system. But I, I'm still optimistic. I hope hopefully there will be some currency competition we can trade. And I always say that the opposite of war is not necessarily peace, but it's trade, basically. So I think trade is the opposite of war, basically. So World economic form, right? You will own nothing and be happy. Uh, that that's what they're that's what the one world government people are saying. I, I don't yeah. want a one world government. I think currency competition is a good thing. And uh um hopefully i think i think the dollar is going to hyperinflate honestly and um but hopefully there's something will replace it that will be not necessarily a one world government but hopefully we, we have domestic control over our own currency and we still get to keep the resources and stuff like that basically so it, well it seems kind of blatant that um they're trying to push out the middle class of some sort you know with the inflation of food the gas prices, yeah. day-to-day living, and then your wages are not they, – they remain stagnant. They have not yeah, absolutely. gone up. Right. So th- – Yeah, it, it's bad. It, it's tough. You know, I, I don't – I don't – you know, I, I, I think inflation is a bad thing. I, ideally, I wish we were on the gold standard. I wish we were on the gold standard. But, uh, but now that I'm thinking of the way China's wrecking us right now, um, I think it's probably better we weren't. What about the uh, CBDCs? CBDCs. You ever heard of it? The uh, central no. bank digital currency. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they yeah. are. That's right. The the Federal Reserve is trying to do that too. Actually, they're they're trying to put a a a, a, a cryptocurrency. It's not working yet. Yeah. But, um, China has I their think, digital yuan. Active, yeah, the, I the digital the digital yuan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're they're they. I, is it in effect now in China? I know they're trying to get rid of the, get it get rid of the yeah. petrodollar. That's exactly what they're trying to do. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, digital yuan is in effect. Yep. 
Yeah, getting off the Petro dollar didn't go so well <laughs> for Saddam Hussein. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. So I, I think they will go off of it, and I think it will create some more division. And God, I hope I hope not. I, I I'm still pessimistic. I still think World War Three is a huge, huge risk right now. I'd say we're on that trajectory about 85, 90 percent certainty, and That's I think it. everything's going to just escalate in Russia and Ukraine. At so, this point, right now, would we all the fighting? Is it? I feel like we're at a point where it can be done through AI. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, wars, right? Yeah, like, like uh, um, we only know uh, we're, we're the public is thirty years behind of of what the military probably has, basically. So, so I, I'm I'm pretty sure if 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 I'm building autonomous systems from my workstation. <laughs> I'm pretty sure um, it wouldn't surprise me if the, if the government did have some autonomous, uh, uh, autonomous systems that are ready for deployment or whatnot. So, oh, you'd have to think so, right? You yeah. have to think so. Exactly. Yep. They have exactly. so much money. They have unlimited money and resources, it seems. And yep. Um, what's that guy's name? Bob Lazar. You know who Bob Lazar is? Sounds familiar. What, what did he? What did you talk he about? Was, or what was? I think he was in the. Um, he did something in the military, but it was like with UFOs. He was the guy that like worked on a UFO allegedly underground. I think it was like. Yeah, I hear. I hear a lot about these 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 places these these dark labs that have some. Uh, yeah. Some alien technologies that are recovered or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and he, I forgot what it's called. It's like element, weird metals and stuff. Or, yeah, yeah. Metals and that you, that bend space and time and yeah and 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 metals that are like tinfoil but they they unravel themselves or whatever they straighten themselves out after you wrinkle them or whatever will we ever know if this shit actually exists or it's just you know just word of mouth yeah you know know. it's funny you mention this what tripped me out was that dna competition i did Uh, the only thing that my results were basically like something created this stuff and and it's it's not it's not terrestrial so it's it's impossible right Right, and and so so they tripped me out i mean so i I still think there there is a push to if if these things exist which they most likely do i think there there's a push to like kind of like pass the torch forward and keep and keep uh civilization going and i don't think they want to stop it and destroy it but maybe there's some people that get resources from doing it. There's some like good ones and bad ones, but for the most part, the good ones want life to propagate and you know create different zoos, for example, or whatever. You know what I mean? Or you know what I mean? As far as like different yeah, civilizations, yeah. different worlds, basically. So. Do you think that ETs are are us just evolved in maybe like thousands of years? Yeah, you know, uh, I, you know that that's that's a really good question. Um, uh, I, I really believe that we have some of them in us, but we also have some of the terrestrial stuff in us too. So I think it's like a combination because I mean, if you think about it, if if they usually refer to gravity on, on a planet, like one earth mass, basically one gravity, like earth mass is one. So imagine, I imagine there's planets that have like 1.4 earth masses, which means they're going to have to be stronger and bigger, right? Right, right. And there's there's maybe like 0.7 or 0.6 Earth masses where they're going to be skinnier and smaller and scrawny, basically. So, so, yeah, exactly. So, so, um, I, I imagine somebody going from a uh, point, 
1.3 earth mass to a uh, to a 0.7 earth mass would be a pretty powerful warrior right for sure yeah exactly so um for sure so so my point in, in this is basically that i think we're 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 designed to be on the place we're at but i think we could also travel in a certain direction in in that uh, et timeline or whatever we're I'm pretty sure there is ETs out there. I'm pretty sure alien life does exist. And and I don't think they'd want it to be catabolic and destroy itself unless unless if that's part of the game. You know what I mean? Like Game of Thrones. Like who can build the best civilization and just have them go to interstellar battle and see who wins? You know what I mean? It, yeah, it could be that. It could be that maybe we have resources on here that, that they need and they would destroy us to take it. It could be that we're producing the resources they need so they yeah. can come down and grab it and we don't even know about it yeah that's true um, and yeah. it, it would be a disaster i mean if you think about it if, if you have like say you see you send your battleship fleet to attack another another planet and then you you lose or whatever all those resources are going to end up on that planet and then that planet gets all those resources and they could build a bigger fleet yeah. so it would be it would be super catabolic and the person that would get all those resources would just have another gigantic fleet so the the ma to, so mass would have to be exchanged somehow if there was some sort of intergalactic players at play or whatnot. So, and you can't help but think about like the pyramids and the drawings that you see on the pyramids when you when you discuss like ETs and aliens because they, they there were drawings of helicopters and like yeah spaceships yeah, yeah the, the, the the like conehead people and other yeah. stuff yeah yeah I believe Steve Quill is releasing a. Uh, a publication he 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 unearthed he's uh, ground penetrating radar and he uh, he unearthed um a bunch of like sculptures that were very like alien alien movie um uh, sculptures it's pretty trippy i mean they literally these sculptures literally look like the aliens and alien basically it's crazy how, how? Yeah, it's, <laughs> i know it's great how would they how, where did that design come from how do they know what aliens these aliens look like how would they know so and how, how were how was that civilization wiped out yeah yeah exactly yeah do do we do we really know the last five thousand years of history or have we just only known have we only known like the last couple hundred basically so how do you know how old the uh the pyramids are uh the 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 planet is supposed to be like 4.93 billion years i don't know how old how did they did they figure out a way of age, age, aging the the pyramids no i don't know i haven't heard anything the, the, the lack of knowledge on these pyramids are just so astonishing. But like what's interesting to me is how civilizations die out, but these pyramids still stand. So it couldn't have been like a comet or a meteor that just killed people and left the pyramids up. Right. Yeah. So it just seems like, like a massacre almost of, of the people. An instant genocide basically or earth yeah. shattering earth changing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But the, the precision on the way these things are cut are, are, beyond what we could do today and i don't even know how they move those stones basically that's the that's stories the they give don't make thing. any sense did you hear the story about that they used sound to move them huh I, i've i've heard of some sort of you know i heard all kinds of crazy stuff one of them yeah. is the uh the anti-gravity factor what's that so there, there, there are people that are saying they they had like anti gravity technology where they could literally, oh, like actually, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I guess if you're using ETs to build your pyramids, then you would have some sort of anti gravity technology. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to because yep. there, no tools can can cut that 
that we well, know not only that the movie right? them too they're they're from a different location they're all from weird locations they're not all from the location they're they're right, at basically right. there's pyramids everywhere like in egypt south america yeah. right and yeah Machu Picchu. yep china as well and what we'll, the the sad thing is we'll never get to, to china's covering up their pyramids too they're they're being yeah. very quiet about their pyramids interesting and why the pyramid anyway? Why did they choose that that structure anyway? What's with that anyway? Yeah, I don't know, man. If you take a if you go on a large scale and take like a giant bird eyes view from from space, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's like beacons or something. Yeah. Right? Good question. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. still think the best explanation came from Stargate, where it's just like a landing platform for a spaceship. <laughs> it could be, man. <laughs> It could be it like, like when I saw the spaceship land on it, I was like, "Ah, that makes no. perfect sense." That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's the only explanation. The like, only decent right. explanation for a giant pyramid We're is for a so giant spaceship down. to land on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. <laughs> That's the only like reasonable explanation I see is a giant spaceship landing on it. Yeah, yeah. So I want you to talk about um, Farcorp and. And what what was going on over there was um like uh West Westworld style robots or what what was going on over there? Yeah, yeah. So so we'll we'll be seeing Westworld style robots. Uh, I had a little bit of an economic espionage attack that happened in twenty nineteen. Basically, it went from went on from twenty seventeen to twenty nineteen. Basically, um, and uh, it slowed us down. If it wasn't for this hit, this economic hit from the Chicoms, we would be having agricultural robots literally. Uh, producing our helping produce and harvest our crops such as strawberries and grapes or whatever basically so. so would these robots look like uh humans or would they look like more of a manufacturing kind of robots so so these these are humanoids and they're a synthetic equivalent of a of a anatomically similar human so the the i literally patented every muscle group that's on on the human body along with a endoskeleton so yeah. if you go through my patent on on Google Patents, if you type in uh, on Google Patents, if you type in Stephen with a PH and last name Favis and look up the biomimetic simulation control process and methodology, uh, you you can see that it's anatomically the same as a human. But there's no biology. There's no like cells or anything anything living on it. It's all synthetic uh, representations of uh, of a biological version of a human. So these these things literally will look with skin. They will look like humans. They will move like humans, and they can. We can program them to to act and behave a little bit like humans, basically. So some some similarities, and these are capable of fitting in standard human spaces, such as car seats, uh, um, you know, a kitchen or whatever, to to do a da daily daily mundane task or dangerous work that that humans can't do very well don't like doing or are dangerous for them to do basically that, that's kind of why i designed them right okay and let's talk about if these robots were to take over those jobs uh, what would that mean for the people that were actually doing the jobs yeah yeah so uh, i use the analogy of, of like your desktop or workstation uh if you if you were recording this podcast on an analog tape you'd have to hit stop record you need two tracks. You need you, you, and I would need to be there, and unless you want to record me over the phone, which is a poor audio quality. 
very important. But now, now with that, that you have a computer, it actually enhances your capabilities as, as, a, as a producer to produce a high quality audio episode. And not only that, but you're using AI to, to post process the, the yeah, audio yeah. mastering basically. Yeah. So think about, think about what you'd have to do with, with a cassette deck versus, um, versus an, an online um, SAAS version of, of, of your recording studio. The same thing's going to happen with robots as it is with this stuff in the sense that it's going to create a, uh, it's going to create, um, people's, uh, uh, productivity to increase in orders of magnitude, basically. So for example, if you are running a, um, let's say a laundromat, uh, you could have, uh, one laundromat owner could have three or four of these robots doing laundry for them during the day while the owner manages the business. So it's not necessarily going to be like a laundromat is going to lose employees. It's more like the laundromat owner is going to have a lot of automation and a lot of help. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Just way more efficient. Yes. Yeah. And even in a factory, for example, let's, let's use Tesla as an example. If, if these, if my robots are in the Tesla factory, um, there's going to, there's always going to be somebody supervising and watching the robots to make sure they're okay. And, and they are going to be specialists that are focused on, on handling their robots for example, uh, getting dents or imperfections out of out of uh, the production line metal, there's a specialist that handles that, and he will supervise those robots, and maybe he may, he may be able to handle two or three, or maybe four or five. So that that's the way I see the future workforce. Does it get and weird? I, I, I sincerely believe that this future workforce, it, this robotic workforce, is going to outpace uh, Chinese slave labor, which is another reason why I designed them. Yeah, that's or, yeah Chinese prison slave yeah. labor, as I guess is a yeah. proper. Like the Apple? Yes, that's right. Yeah. They have nets around the buildings because people try to kill themselves so much. They jump off. Yeah, the they're, it's, they're, they're, so that, that's what I'm talking about. I don't, I'm not concerned about robots taking people's jobs. I'm concerned about humans being treated like robots. That's what I care about. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And a question of mine is, does it get weird if you have robots working in, in these jobs? Like, for example, would, would they need to have rights or breaks or would they need to get paid or how would that no. work? No, does, does your workstation – it's the same thing as your workstation. There's just tools. You could drop it on the floor. It won't, won't have any pain. It could trip and fall. You can insult it or what. It's not going to have any hurt feelings. It doesn't care. Just It's just like your workstation. Like a long type, one, you, right? Yeah, when you open up a word processor, it does what you tell it to do. That's all. Yeah. And, yeah. and if you want to have it in an entertaining chat or whatever, you know, I saw this article on, I think it was on Infowars saying that that they they have these robots and the, the people have a, like a high rate of suicide or depression or something going on with these people that are working on robots. The, the counter on that is basically you just give the robots personality, make them crack a joke every now and then. I'm serious. <laughs> humor, right. humor heals yeah. all woes, basically. If you could talk with a robot, you know, that's, that's, that'd be part of the fun of going to work. Have you seen the movie Her? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Love that movie, man. I love it. It's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. No, I think we will get to that point where that chatbot will have the natural intonations and inflections of a human voice. Yes. And the reason why I asked about like having rights is like directly correlated to that movie because you know as, as you know they had sex like it was pretty much like phone sex and then after that moment when there was that relationship it almost seemed like the os 
gained consciousness and started getting jealous and started like acting like a human, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there there was um there there was uh, I don't remember the the jealousy part. Remind me of that part. I've seen I've seen the movie. I think I've seen it. I've seen it once. It's been a, okay. maybe a couple of years. Yeah. So what, what? they were, as you know, the the OS is like the assistant, and it lives in your phone, and you have yeah. tasks like the emails and stuff, and then yeah. The guy was going to go on a date and the, the operating system was like, oh, yeah, she's she's great. She's cute. You'll like her. You should go out with her. So he does. And then he, he tells the operating system all about it and it wasn't going to work out. And they just got so close to operating system and this guy that when he was sleeping one night that he they uh, woke each other up, the operating system and this guy and they had sexual relations in in the way of like a phone sex and after that this operating system became so attached to this guy like he kept going on dates and such and she was getting pissed off about it about how he wasn't you know spending time with her like well, that, this is this is the joaquin phoenix one yeah yeah they actually started dating after that like they were for actually some reason I, I remember the story a little different because was, I, I i remember joaquin phoenix they they had like a relationship and at the end, you know, spoiler alert here, they just it gets disconnected basically. Yeah, yeah, but, no, that does, that does happen. Okay, but but she also hired like a, a prostitute to to tell the prostitute what to do because yeah. it was only a voice, but that she would tell the prostitute what to do, and then he would interact with the prostitute, so it would be like he was having sex with the the AI basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but I, I don't remember the jealousy part. I just remember. I remember him. I don't remember the jealousy part. That's really weird. I remember the the part where she's saying to him, and he's playing the ukulele or whatnot. But they were getting in arguments. Maybe maybe it was him that was getting jealous, and she was more standoffish because she was an AI and didn't have feelings. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Right. I, I felt like there was a, too much of a dependency on on the on the AI from him. Basically, gotcha. and he was, okay. and all these maybe people were just. Dude. Yeah, that, that's what I, I just from memory, I felt like it was it was there was becoming too much of a dependency because they were the perfect companion, basically. Right, right, right. And then, and then everybody just was into their AIs. They were they weren't it was it was like socially appropriate to date an AI. Yeah, there was multiple people dating AIs at that time. Yes, that's right. It was it was like socially appropriate. It, was, it wasn't like like, ooh, weirdo. <laughs> yeah, it was just like you see someone with a, uh, a head a headphone in. And you, yeah. you knew that they were talking to their AI and they were yeah. in a relationship. Yeah. So, and then it got shut off basically. So that's sad. <laughs> I know that is, that is it's, it's messed up. It's, it's like just, just killing a, uh, killing a friend or something. It's terrible. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, a fake friend, I guess. Yeah. Regardless. I mean, that person or that AI was able to hold conversations just like this yeah. Google bot. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yep, yep. So, it, it, do you recall in the movie that that AI was conscious or no? Uh, so, so I, I don't know. I, I, just from memory, I remember this thing being kind of. Uh, it would basically. It, it like it, it learned the person so well, like yes. the, the yeah. It would I, it would deep learn the person's emotions and make the person feel comfortable. It was and so happy. advanced. Yes. Sadian? It was so advanced. It was so advanced that it, yeah. it knew what the person liked and didn't like, and mm -hmm. it would play off of that. And it was kind of like, 
I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like a, a fantasy friend, basically that, or fantasy companion, but it, it, it's like, it would study the person from my perspective and it would be too, maybe, maybe distracting for the, for the, for the society or something that that's why they, they, they decided to turn it off or cut it off or whatever. So. Yeah. I don't think you can have that for humans because humans will get way too attached to that. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. Yeah. I mean, mean, uh, especially if you have a giant database of these things and, you know, and like, you know, two thirds of the people are dating this, this fake, uh, digital representation of what they exactly they want, which, you know, whatever that may be. So I feel like you'd have a population problem at that point. Cause of course, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you want to date? Yeah. You you know, natural when you could, This AI is perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the perfect, it's the perfect thing that you want, but it doesn't necessarily mean that thing ever exists. And you know, that's, you know, so we got to be careful. Yeah, definitely. For <laughs> sure. I careful. just really Remember, agree. Hey man, it's a uh, predictive programming. That shit will be here in 50 years. Mark my words. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's here today. I think predictive programming is here today. Basically. I think, I think we're, we're already seeing that on uh, off of some of maybe some dark projects that are mining the uh, social media and stuff like that. So I think, gotcha. I think predictive. There, there are sex bots out there as well, right? Yes, there are sex yeah, spots. If you good. go to realdoll.com, there's one yeah, that they yeah. you can actually talk with them. They could actually hold a conversation. Oh, no shit. They actually talk. Load it up. I load it up on your browser, realdoll.com. You can't make this stuff up. realdoll.com. Yeah, he's he's in Southern California. He 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 has yeah, a huge is. shop. <laughs> she's beautiful jesus <laughs> yeah there, there's a lot of pretty ones they the and you know that you, you you can talk to them apparently so double your fun take 10 percent off any two real beep two products yeah exactly yep yep <laughs> this is incredible and they yeah I, yeah I, no, I, and you could have a conversation with them so that's the part that that kind of worries me is having a conversation because people will not leave their houses once you get like men, especially yeah, men. yeah. <laughs> there is no need for a man to leave their house if you are a yeah. straight man. Pretty much, that's right. Is, yeah, this and is a problem. if these if these robots could like you know do dishes and and for sure, cook and clean. For sure. <laughs> we're gonna have a population <laughs> problem very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you could, if you could get one of these robots to literally do all the house chores, actually, if you get it to work for you too, that would that would be perfect. But yeah, we would definitely have a population problem. Yeah, we don't have to worry about aliens killing us. This is it. This is yeah. it right here. This is it. We're gonna exactly. kill off ourselves. This is it. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Yeah. If, yeah. If if the eugenicists want to um, only if they only want to if they want to reduce world population, just give us the best damn sex robot housemaids you could possibly produce it wouldn't surprise me if women would go for it too if there was a male equivalent that would just do everything for them basically so yeah i think so i think i think men would be more enticed to to just like give up their life and just stay at home (laughs) 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 probably still have their shit together guys just be like in their underwear fucking yeah exactly that's right yeah yep 
Yeah, they just be in their underwear, haven't taken a shower in two months or shaved. Or <laughs> Why? What's the, the point? <laughs> she still loves she's, me. She still loves me. <laughs> she still talks to me. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they're sitting there with her. Their nails are like three inches long and oh, beard yeah. grown out. <laughs> <laughs> we figured it out. This is Armageddon. Uh, that that would definitely be the AI Armageddon. Yeah, we're not. We shouldn't have to be worried about the war. We should have to be worried about the the perfect sex robot and housemaid, basically. It's perfect. Why? Well, you know what? That's, that's that's a good way to end it, Steve. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's such a high note. Let's yeah. go ahead and give you give you a second here to uh, give a shout out. Any social media that you want to? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I run a podcast. Also, I uh, my my podcast uh, website is Mister M I S T E R Robots with an S dot com. That's M I S T E R R O B O T S dot com, and uh, that's that's my podcast website. Um, you guys can sign up on the newsletter there. That would really help me build up a little bit of an audience and also my my corporate website for my for my ai which is uh, is not just humanoids but also autonomous driving and some uh, drone autonomy and that that website is far far it stands for favis advanced robotics dash corp.com far dash corp.com basically that's a corporate website in about maybe six seven months we may be running a a, a series a and uh uh run for another capital raise basically so if anybody's interested in investing go ahead and uh, uh, ping me on the website basically so that'd be great perfect steve thank you so much for doing this man it's always a pleasure we'll get you back on the podcast sometime i enjoy our conversations and for everyone at home thanks for listening see ya thanks jay